Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is September 6th. Today we are going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to jump into 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, as we begin 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want to start with a quote from Elder Uchtdorf in his talk, Behold the Man. He's going to ask a question here that I want us all to consider. He says, Recently, I asked the internet, what day most changed the course of history? The responses ranged from surprising and strange to insightful and thought-provoking. Among them, the day when a prehistoric asteroid struck the Yucatan Peninsula, or when in 1440, Gutenberg finished his printing press. And of course, the day in 1903 when the Wright brothers showed the world that man really can fly. If the same question were asked of you, what would you say? So I'm going to start today off by asking you the same question. If someone came to you and said, what day changed the course of history more than any other day? What would be your response? I asked my kids that tonight. And Millie said the day the Book of Mormon was published. And Michael talked about the first vision. And I thought those were great answers, and I felt really happy that they were thinking along the spiritual. However, listen to what Joseph Smith said. He said, The fundamental principles of our religion are the testimony of the apostles and prophets concerning Jesus Christ, that he died, was buried, and rose again the third day, and ascended into heaven. And all other things which pertain to our religion are only appendages to it. My friends, the greatest day, the day that changed the world the most, was that very first Easter Sunday. Now, I start with that because here as we begin chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, it's really important to note that a lot of the Corinthians, even the saints, even the believers among the Corinthians, had started to really question the veracity of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's interesting because they didn't necessarily question the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't necessarily question the teachings of Paul, but they questioned if Jesus Christ really could have been resurrected. Especially, let's keep in mind that the Corinthians were a distance away from the prophets and the apostles, from everyone who had been testifying that they had seen him. Lots of people had seen the risen Christ, But the Corinthians weren't interacting on a daily basis with those people. So it's understandable a little bit that they had these doubts and that they struggled a little bit with this. And what's interesting here is that in chapter 15, Paul is going to testify about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But what's beautiful and what helps us see this master teaching of Paul is that all of a sudden we're going to see that everything he's taught for the last three chapters leads up to this testimony. Remember, he starts talking about spiritual gifts, and then he teaches about how the most important spiritual gift is the gift of prophecy, meaning a testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, let's listen to how he starts off chapter 15. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I have preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. Now, let's keep something in mind here. Oftentimes, And understandably so, we hear the word gospel and we immediately think of maybe the church of Jesus Christ or the teachings within the church. We talk about the gospel all the time. When we talk about the teachings that we believe, the things that we believe, 
But keep in mind the meaning of the actual word gospel, especially here in the New Testament, meant good news. And yes, that's why we call the teachings of Jesus Christ that we believe in the gospel, because those teachings are the good news. But let's kind of rephrase this first verse with that substitution in mind. Here, Paul is saying, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the good news which I have preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. He's saying, I have taught you the good news. And the good news, the best news, the greatest news was that Jesus Christ was resurrected. And so that is what Paul is wanting to really emphasize here. Last chapter, he talked about how important it was to have that gift of prophecy or that testimony of Christ. And now he's saying the good news, the greatest news that I can preach is that testimony that Jesus Christ was resurrected. And even goes so far as to say, I have preached this to you before, you received it before, and as far as I know, you still stand in that belief. And then he says, that belief by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. So he's saying the things that I've taught, the things that you know, the things that you have believed in the past, those are the things which can save you if you will continue to believe in them. And now here in verse three, we're going to see exactly what he taught in chapter 14. Remember in chapter 14, he says, you know, the gift of tongues is great, but what does it profit anyone? Because no one can understand what you're saying. The gift of prophecy is the gift that will bless everyone because all people can feel and know of that testimony. And now he is going to preach that testimony with all the urgency of his heart. It is beautiful. He says, for I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, and then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above a hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, and then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. So Paul is going to prophesy or give testimony of Jesus Christ to the people of Corinthians. And what's important is that he's testifying not just of Jesus Christ, but he's testifying of his resurrection. It's interesting. If you take a look at all the major world religions, all of them have a belief about Jesus Christ. None of them deny that he existed. All of them say that he was a great teacher. Most of them believe and will admit that he was a miracle worker. They all acknowledge that he was crucified on the cross. Several of them even believe him to be an important prophet. But something that makes Christianity unique is this doctrine of the resurrection. That doctrine is only believed and accepted within Christianity, and that coupled with his suffering in Gethsemane and his death on the cross is what makes Christian belief different and distinct from any other belief. That belief in his suffering, his death, and his resurrection allows for our Christian belief to shape us and to form us. So my friends, as a Christian, as a believer in Christ, what does his resurrection mean to you? As a believer in Christ, why was that very first Easter morning the most important day in this world's history? 
Listen to what Elder Uchtdorf says as he continues on in that same talk. He says, There are many events throughout history that have profoundly affected the destiny of nations and peoples, but combine them all, and they cannot begin to compare to the importance of what happened on that first Easter morning. What is it that makes the infinite sacrifice and resurrection of Jesus Christ the most important event in history, more influential than world wars, cataclysmic disasters, and life-changing scientific discoveries? On that most important day in history, Jesus Christ opened the gates of death and cast aside the barriers that prevented us from passing into the holy, hallowed halls of everlasting life. Because of our Lord and Savior, you and I are granted a most precious and priceless gift, regardless of our past. We can repent and follow the path that leads to celestial light and glory, surrounded by the faithful children of Heavenly Father. My friends, it is my testimony that Jesus Christ lives And that declaration that he lives means everything to us and everything to our faith. It is because he lives that we believe not only will we live again, but that we will be able to enjoy an eternal existence with Heavenly Father and like him. It's because he lives that we can be freed from pain and sin. It's because he lives that we don't have to stay in our current state forever, but that through his grace and his mercy, we can become better and do better. It's because he lives that we have hope, both in this life and in the next. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 